Hey there, friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Bible in Life podcast. I am glad you're joining me on this episode. My name is John Whitaker, and I am the host of the Bible in Life. And the reason I started this podcast, really my heart and goal for it, is to help us think through the Bible and following Jesus and wrestle with texts and big themes of the Bible and do so in ways that's rooted to everyday life with the aim that we could follow Jesus right in the midst of our everyday life. And the reason for that is really what the heart of this current series is that we're looking at. We're talking about being disciples and making disciples. And we said in the first episode of this series that that's our whole mission. And granted, the details will look different from person to person and place to place and even times and and situations in history. But that's our mission as disciples and followers of Jesus. Our mission is to be disciples who make disciples. And, and that's really what motivated me to start this podcast was I wanted to help people learn and live the Bible right in the context of their everyday life so that they could be faithful followers of Jesus, good disciples who are growing in him and helping other people do the same. And so that's what we're all about on the Bible in Life. And if you're new and you're joining me here for the first time, welcome. I am glad you're here. I hope you find this helpful and beneficial to that end of being a disciple for Jesus. If you've been around for a long time and you listen regularly, uh, same to you. Welcome. And I'm just so grateful for you and uh, for the chance that we have every week to sit down like this and um, look at scripture together, reflect on following Jesus together. And if you're somebody who not only listens regularly, but who supports this ministry by uh, your financial support and generosity and your prayers, man, thanks a ton, especially for you. You are the one that makes this ministry possible. And it's having an impact not only through the Bible and life, but also through the listener's commentary where I teach straight through Bible books. So again, if you're not familiar with that, you can go to listenerscommentary.com or you can search for listener's commentary in your podcast player. Um, but that that as well. So both the Bible and life and the listener's commentary are listener-supported shows. And those of you who support this ministry are making a difference in people's lives all around the world. So thanks a ton for that. And may God bless you for it. So let's jump into this uh, episode and this topic of being and making disciples. And we talked in week one about that's really our mission. We talked last week, kind of a change of gears slightly, because I thought it was really a great question and I thought it fit perfectly right there. Um, and that was on the subject of, well, what would it have been like to be discipled by Jesus? So we looked at that last week. And on this episode, what I want to do is I want to talk about uh, another kind of like foundation stone in our thinking of what it means to be a disciple and what it means to make disciples. And uh, we'll get to some of the practical stuff real soon, but this is really important what we're going to talk about today. And so let me just jump in with a quote that kind of sets the topic for the day. And that quote is this. It's from a book called The Discipleship Gospel by Bill Holt and Ben Sobels. And the quote is this. The gospel you preach determines the disciples you make. And so what I want to talk about today is that idea of Jesus' call 
and the gospel and discipleship and how all of that fits together for that reason. Because the gospel you preach, as well as the gospel we believe or what we think the gospel is, really determines what kind of disciples we'll make, as well as what kind of disciples we'll be or we'll feel attention about. What does it mean to be a disciple? In fact, Dallas Willard um, he said this about the same topic. He said, as egg-headed as it sounds, our basic problem is our theology. The problem with discipleship is our doctrine of salvation. I mean, that's pretty foundational to say that what we believe about the gospel or what we believe about our doctrine of salvation is going to affect how well we live as disciples or what kind of disciples we end up making. So the question really for today is, what is the gospel and how does discipleship fit into it? And let's begin answering that question by looking at a couple passages out of the gospel of Mark to illustrate how the gospel that Jesus preached, the gospel, as we'll see that the early church preached, is different than maybe what we think of as the gospel. So Mark chapter 1, and let's pick up in verse 14. Mark chapter 1, picking up in verse 14, and it says this. Now, after John, that is John the Baptist, was taken into custody, Jesus came into Galilee. Here's the key phrase that sets the topic of the section. Jesus came into Galilee preaching the gospel of God and saying, the time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe the gospel. So notice what we have. Here's Jesus preaching the gospel. And the basic summary that is given here from Mark of, of Jesus' preaching of the gospel is, the kingdom of God is near. Repent and believe. And at the heart of that here in these two verses is the kingdom of God which is the idea of the reign of God or the kingship of God. And Jesus is saying that in him, the kingdom of God now has come near. It's, it's at hand and you can experience it and enter into it in and through Jesus and his ministry and his preaching. So Jesus is bringing the kingdom of God. That's at the heart of the gospel. To enter it, you have to re repent and believe it. Now let's keep reading in Mark chapter 1. And hear how that plays out immediately after this little summary. So, repent, believe the gospel. And as he was going along the Sea of Galilee, so Jesus is walking along the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew, the brother of Simon, casting a net into the sea because they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. And immediately they left their nets and they followed him. He went on a little bit further. He saw James and John, two of their partners in their fishing business, said the same thing to them. Follow me. And they left their nets and the boat and their father behind and they followed him. So notice that here in Mark chapter one, the, the preaching of the gospel is the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent, believe, follow me. That's how Mark has presented the gospel here in and through Jesus's teaching and ministry in his opening chapter of his gospel, the gospel of Mark. Or another text that I think challenges us to think, 
well, how does this fit in with what we have always maybe heard or thought was the gospel? And that text is from Mark chapter 8. Mark 8, right at the end of the chapter, it's actually the pivot point in the whole book of Mark. Let's set the stage. Jesus and his disciples have traveled north. And Jesus asked them, who do people say that I am? And they've given some answers that they've heard. You know, what's the word on the street? And they've heard some things. They've given them some answer. He looks at them and says, who do you say that I am? And Peter answered and said, you're the Christ. You're the Messiah. And Jesus warned them not to tell anyone. And then he began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things, be rejected by the elders, chief priests and scribes, and be killed, and after three days rise from the dead. This is a shock to them. This is not what they expected. Peter tries to rebuke Jesus. In turn, Peter himself gets rebuked by Jesus. And then Mark chapter 8, picking up in verse 34, says this, and he, Jesus, summoned the crowd together with his disciples and said to them, Here's Jesus preaching to the crowd and his disciples saying, if anyone wants to come after me, so if you want to follow me, he must deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospels will save it. For what does it benefit a person to gain the whole world and forfeit his soul? Or what could a person give in exchange for his soul? So here again, we have this idea of the gospel. And it's this call to follow Jesus radically by taking up your own cross, denying yourself, and following him. And frankly, that's a pretty different presentation of the gospel than the ones that we often hear in our churches ones that we often are told when we're taught how to share the gospel, these are quite different presentations of the gospel. And so we need to just pause and say, okay, why is that? And it's because we have really created a kind of a watered down or a shrunk down version of the gospel that sometimes the call to discipleship is heard with like, well, that feels like it's at odds with the gospel we believed in when we first came to faith in Jesus. And so I want us to think more clearly and more deeply about the gospel. Um, because what we often are told is the gospel, or maybe even what we first heard when someone shared the gospel with us, is really sort of a forgiveness-only gospel, if I can call it that. What I mean by that, it's Look, you are, you're a sinner. Jesus died so that you can have your sins forgiven. All you have to do is believe in him. Your sins will be forgiven and you can go to heaven when you die. And by and large, that is the basic gospel, uh, or at least what we're told is the gospel, so often in our churches. It's this idea that the gospel really is all about getting your ticket to heaven, right? Like confess your sins, believe in Jesus, your sins will be forgiven, you'll go to heaven when you die. In fact, we frequently refer to that as the plan of salvation. You ever hear that phrase, the plan of salvation? And so we have said that preaching the gospel amounts to sharing the plan of salvation. And the plan of salvation is to own the fact that we're sinners and to believe in Jesus, our sins will be forgiven, and we'll get our ticket to heaven. And if we're being honest, one of the results of that, not the only result, but one of the results of that 
has been lots and lots of church members with very few disciples and with people who didn't even know they were being called to be a disciple. Sometimes people have even pushed back on the idea that being a Christian equals being a disciple. They just were signing up to be a Christian. And they thought that meant getting their sins forgiven and going to heaven when they died. And so we have unintentionally, I think, made lots and lots of church members, but very few disciples. And when you listen to that version of the gospel, it's very different than the gospel that Jesus is preaching in Mark chapter 1 or in Mark chapter 8. Not only that, it's actually very different than what we see the apostles doing when they go out proclaiming the gospel in the book of Acts. When you read through the book of Acts, what did the apostles preach when they shared the gospel? Well, they didn't share, look very closely, they did not share a plan of salvation. More often than not, obviously it depends on the specific situation and the specific context. When they're talking to Jews, they shared um, the gospel one way. When they're talking to Gentiles who didn't have the biblical story in their background, they shared the gospel another way. But both times, when either to Jews or to Gentiles, it culminated in the same great truth. And that great truth is this, that Jesus is king. That's primarily what they proclaimed, that Jesus is king. And typically that involves saying something like, Jesus is king. He died for our sins. He was raised from the dead as Messiah and Lord of all. Repent and follow him. And that is really, in a nutshell, when you put together what the, the apostles preached in the book of Acts, that's what they preached. The focal point of the gospel is that Jesus is king. In fact, the word gospel means good news. It's news that you announce, news that something has happened, news of some big event. It's not good advice. It's not a good deal for you. It's not even a plan of salvation or a good moral code. It's news of an event. And what was the event? Well, the event was that God had sent his appointed king, Jesus, to be Messiah and Lord of all. Therefore, believe in him, repent, and follow him. And in a nutshell, that's the gospel that you see in the book of Acts. Jesus is king, died for our sins. He was raised from the dead as Messiah and Lord of all. Repent and follow him as the teacher and leader of your life. And that that's the gospel in a nutshell. And that gospel makes disciples. And so when we talk about being and making disciples, we have to recapture the gospel that Jesus preached as well as the gospel that the apostles preached. Not a plan of salvation, not a gospel of uh, getting your ticket to heaven. The gospel that uh, Jesus is king that he is risen from the dead as Lord of all. Put your trust in him. And yes, you'll get your sins forgiven. Yes, there will be eternal life, but uh, believe in him. Put your trust in him and follow him. And if we could go back to preaching that gospel, um, we would feel less tension between following Jesus and the plan of salvation, the gospel that we believed in. And so the foundation of our discipleship faith is a discipleship gospel that says Jesus is king. Put your confidence in him, believe in him, and repent and follow him. 
What's entailed in that? Well, the very things we see in Mark 1 or Mark 8. In the case of Mark 1, they left their nets and they followed him. They left behind their old life, the things of their old identity, and they said, we're going to follow Jesus as Messiah and King. Or Mark chapter 8, what does that mean? Well, it means we deny ourselves, our own approach to life, our own ambitions. Uh, We no longer use our own judgment for how to do life. We trust Jesus as king, and we believe in him, and we follow him. And that is where salvation is found. It's found in trusting and following Jesus as the resurrected king. Hey, thanks for tuning into this episode of the Bible in Life podcast. I pray that it's helpful to you as you live as a follower of Jesus and seek to be a disciple who makes disciples. Thanks a ton again for all of you who support this ministry and make it possible. May God bless each and every one of you. I look forward to talking with you again next week.